Part 1. Washington, D.C. Chapter 1. Senator Jack Coogan opened his mail and looked at the message he had received yesterday afternoon at 5.43 p.m. It sat there in its own private folder, a single line of text displayed in the preview pane with a paperclip icon next to it denoting an attachment. The email had been sent to his private account. Linus Gosling, 2. Jack Coogan. Senator, be at the Green Turtle tomorrow at 2200. Let's talk about Katie. Coogan had never heard of Linus Gosling. He had been drilled on the importance of not opening attachments sent from accounts that he didn't recognize, but those final four words had hit him like a sledgehammer. He had stared at the email for five minutes, his finger hovering over the zipped file, before he had succumbed and opened it. It wasn't a virus. It was much worse than that. The attachment contained photographs and pictures of scanned documents. The photographs were of the intern that he had once been seeing. It had been so long ago, and there were so many women with whom Coogan had had relationships, that he'd almost forgotten about her. Her name was Katie, and, as he recalled, she'd been fun until he'd lost interest. The photos of her face showed bruises around her eyes, a purple contusion on her right cheekbone, and blood around her nostrils. The ones of her body showed bruises down her ribs and on her arms, and nasty welts on her back. There was a written statement from the girl, where she described in detail what Coogan had done. It was the same statement that she had sent to him, with the threatening note a week after he had broken up with her. She said she wanted paying, or else she would take everything to the police department's sexual assault unit. Coogan was a young and ambitious senator from Massachusetts. He had enjoyed a stratospheric rise through the party. He was beloved in Boston. He had a big place in Hyannis Port, just like the one Teddy Kennedy had owned. The girl could have taken it all away from him. Paying her off was not an option. Coogan couldn't be sure that she wouldn't shake him down again. Plan B. She had brought it on herself. Coogan had an old army friend from his time in the 1st Cavalry Division, who'd got himself into debt with the East Cleveland dealers who serviced his meth habit. Coogan had paid the man fifty grand in return for shutting her mouth. Katie had been found dead in her apartment, suffocated while she slept. The police investigated, but there was no connection between her and her killer, and he had been careful enough to leave no evidence behind. The case went cold. That should have been the end of it, but it wasn't. Another email had arrived ten minutes after the first. Linus Gosling to Jack Coogan Senator in case you doubt my bona fides. This one had an attachment, too. A video file. Coogan's friend talked to the camera and laid out what the senator had asked him to do and how he had gone about doing it. Coogan opened the emails again and again. It was like a scab that he couldn't resist picking. It was as if opening them might exorcise them and turn the clock back, make it all how it was before. It didn't. He thought about ignoring the invitation. 
He knew that he couldn't.